0: Hello, everyone. Welcome. Today, I will be joined shortly with a special guest, Vika Bradford, and she is going to share with us uh, the topic, astrology and the witch wound. So we're just going to wait for her to tune in and join us. Hi, Alyssa. And Alyssa and I will be doing another live stream on Monday, and we're going to be talking about um, tarot and astrology and what's going on um, in the sky for us with that. So I'm going to be saving this recording for those that can't watch all of it right this moment. Here she is. Okay. Now I'm going to invite Vika on. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm just beaming like my heart is just like so much. Yes. Around doing this topic today. So excited. Yeah, me too. So um, I just said before you hopped on um, that we're talking about astrology and the witch wound, the karma and dharma dynamics, which I think is such an important topic for us all to look at. And I just wanted to mention for the people that are going to watch to go to Google and search birth chart calculator and... Just pull up your birth chart, screenshot it, and you can sort of play along with what we might be looking at. And also, if if astrology is something totally new to you and you want some guidance in your life, some healing, um, Vika does readings and tons of education around that stuff. Thank you. So uh, I don't know what you want to kick off with today. Um, I think Pluto and Scorpio, this, um, astrological, what would you call that placement?
1: Like I, I refer to it as one of the witch wounds and then also just like our generational, um, revolutionary energy.
0: Okay. So, even for people that don't have um, Pluto in Scorpio, I would just disclaimer that there are many of us um, collectively that will have this witch wound oh, yeah. regardless of that placement. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But those of us that do, such as you and I, um, we feel this calling to shed light on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's like very... Um loud through our generation and the most fascinating thing is like if you look at the time period of us all coming into the world and then like what's happening now you can see the um the mirroring of when we were all being born like what became popular on TV. It was witches, it was vampires, it was werewolves. It was like the occult, right? That became like the the thing. And then now you're seeing the resurgence of like the witch as we all kind of reach our maturing. And so we are kind of controlling what's actually the content in the world.
0: Yeah, so it's, it became entertainment. It's kind of a subconscious imagination that was getting stirred. And mm-hmm. I know for me, um, it started 10 years ago. I think it was around my Saturn return that I had dreams of execution dreams, which I have been sensitive about sharing publicly about that because I have a lot of, you know, Christian Catholic family lineage. So there's been this polarity and this fear of bringing up these very real, um, experiences that I had through these dreams. So I think that it's become part of my Dharma to get really honest about what that is and, and to heal. And, and part of that is looking directly into it. And I pulled up a quote by Carl Jung, um, over here until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Mm, That's a good one.
1: And like he in particular, um, when you go into like the Pluto, just conversations about Pluto in general, like Pluto is the, psycholo- like the psychologist and when Pluto was discovered, um, psychology was discovered. And so they're, they go hand in hand and Carl Jung is one of like the four leaders of that, that world and that like deep dive into the underworld, which Pluto and Scorpio bring to us. So I love that you picked him because like that's what he was meant to do.
0: Yeah. So um, there, I just feel like there's so many things and so many. <laughs> I could talk to you for two hours, and I could probably pull ten topics out of this. Um, this one idea that we're gonna get into, um, but I think what let's start with like the basics. Um, what does Pluto represent? Yeah, love
1: that. So Pluto in the chart and cosmically represents. Uh, death he represents rebirth. He represents um, the, he represents like the darkness in the world as well as the light. Because what has to happen with Pluto is like, he comes to destroy anything that is no longer serving us. And so Pluto gets a bad rap because everyone's always like, oh, Pluto is like, he's, he's Hades. He's the devil, right? The devil. Um, but he comes in order to um, destroy, like shake the earth, shake everything so that you can, Heal and rise out of the ashes. Like he's very much the phoenix energy, the butterfly energy, the dragonfly, like the something that is born from the, the shit or born from the chrysalis, right? And so he brings hell, but he also helps us transition into our next phase.
0: And so, coupled with. Scorpio, it which is almost a similar vibe. They're the same isn't?
1: energy, yeah. So when you are studying astrology in general, um, what you the easiest way to understand is that the eighth house, Scorpio, and Pluto are the same. They're just one energy expressing differently. And when we're talking about Pluto, we're talking about the soul wound. We're talking about like um, soul karma and. The, the need for transformation where we need to transform in our lives. Scorpio is the same energy. The eighth house is the same energy. So they're just one.
0: Something interesting that I discovered through my health journey in the last couple of years was that I had, um, I started to look at which houses were in those placements with Scorpio and um, so I had Scorpio in the sixth house with Saturn, mm. and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. things are, and then even the, the exact date that things kind of went down, it was incredible how specific it could get in, in terms of my health with, with those things. And good to note that I am, um, I learned so much about Like what it, what I can do to nurture myself and, you know, what my learning is and my trajectory moving forward. So, um, for people to look at their chart at what planets they have Pluto in. Uh, yeah, you're, you're more well versed in this than I am. But
1: so you would be looking at like where Pluto is in your chart based on the house, and then what sign he's in. So he tra- like he transverses one sign for an extremely long period of time because he moves so slowly. Uh, Scorpio is his shortest transit, being I think 15 years, and then it gets longer and longer and longer. Um, Taurus, which we'll never see uh, because it takes 200 and. 48 years or something for him to go through a cycle is the longest. So um, there'll be a large generation of people with that sign. So what makes it very specific for the person is the placement being in the house and whatever's near it, right? If you have something conjunct your Pluto, there's a big conversation going on there um, and what your Pluto's aspecting. So that's when we go like way deeper, but um, looking at the house is the first step to understanding where in my life What area of my life am I being called for transformation? Am I being called to literally die? I guess not literally die, but like soul death or chapter of the life kind of die energy and um, transition into like the next version of myself or the highest version of myself.
0: Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. powerful stuff and not for the faint of heart (laughs) transformation can look messy but then there's this incredible liberation on the other side of it um so powerful tools that we can learn especially as yogis um you know yoga is just such a great complement to these powerful shifts um so my next question for you is around um your you've got a master class coming up tomorrow is that right the witch wound um which i am going to attend (laughs) um so why do you feel it's important to look at this kind of dark appearing topic Mm. yeah
1: Um, so it's my astrology. It's like the first thing I'll say. It's very much my astrology to look at the dark. Like I'm ruled by Pluto. Um, he's like, he's, he speaks through me is kind of what I realized through my own mentor. Um, is like, sometimes the planets talk through us and Pluto talks through me, kind of like uses me as like a conduit for the messages. So that's like the first thing is like, it's, I got, I was, it's my Dharma to do the, the dark work. Um, but the, the thing about it is like we as a collective are really seeing the inability to look at our wounds right now, the inability to process our wounds. There's such a victim mentality happening in the world right now. And that's because people are pushing away their trauma. And, uh, I feel that the, the, best way for us as a collective to move forward and to heal is actually to start working with the shadow and the darkness and the shit of it. And like actually illuminate it, right? Like illuminate the wound of like, especially this witch wound that's, it's really through a lot of us. We can see it in our culture right now. We can see it in um, like just even the way things are marketed and what's getting popular like we see the, the the energy of the witch like infused through everything. And so if we can actually embrace the shadow, look at the shadow, do the work of like being persecuted, being ostracized, being the the black sheep, the wrong one, like and process all the pain that we may have brought into this life. And like that's how we can liberate ourselves and start using our magic instead of either pushing it away, hiding from it, or using our magic for darkness right like using our magic against ourselves because that's what i find happens a lot of people are like they have all this magic they feel all this magic but then they actually invert it inwards on themselves with the way they speak about themselves the way they um the, just the things they do in their life that are actually um, harmful and so with all the magic it makes it more harmful So, it's really about healing that wound, seeing it, and then taking the magic and, like, using it to heal this world and heal everybody.
0: So powerful. It's, I I really feel that, like, everything I've learned from, you know, the science behind spirituality is, is really about our intention. You know, you can be a very, like, religious person in a white picket fence, but if you have bad intentions, um, even if they're unconscious, ill will intentions, that that is manifesting um, darkness. So a, a part of what I love to do in my work is to eradicate pedestals from everything, from spirituality and for people to really begin to trust themselves, trust their intuition and become aware of, um, the unconscious patterns that may be running the show. And, um, I think that this is a really powerful topic to look at. In that sense, we can remove the, um, the shame around it because I know for me, I grew up with this very um, sort of polarity between um, everything that's occult, the tarot, intuition, um, anything that came from my imagination was like wrong and bad and suppressed from one side of my family. And then the other side, it was like I had aunts and my mom that were. You know, walking on fire and doing tarot and things like this. So, um, it took a lot of soul searching to find the place where I could, um, release the dogma behind everything and, and find my own way through yoga to, to access the magical parts of myself in a way that felt grounded and, um, and positive because it can it can get um, icky sticky to go too far too much too soon. Um, and learning like psychic protection and learning how to ground ourselves and learning to find that balance and set boundaries for ourselves when we're doing this work. Um, even going into your own psychic space, I think it's important that we're bringing discernment with us. Yeah, I agree completely, completely.
1: Um, And I had a similar experience, no, very different experience growing up, like similar, lying to you completely. Um, Mm -hmm. No, very different where like, I was very encouraged, not by my dad, um, but he was kind of it was, it was just me and my mom really. Um, but it was very encouraged to think magically when I was a kid, like my mom was like, here's tarot cards and astrology books and here's a spell book. And like, here's all this stuff. And, um, it, once I hit puberty, I very much rejected it because it wasn't cool. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't accepted. Right. And so for me, it was like a lot of shame around wanting to be that, but, um, that, that wouldn't, That wouldn't have allowed me to be popular and to be in the groups I wanted to be in, which left me completely unhappy in the end, right? So there is a lot of shame and we reject ourselves in it. And then I find like the biggest realization for me is that when we reject ourselves, like when we reject our authentic selves, that's where depression comes in, anxiety comes in, sickness comes in, like dis-ease because we're rejecting what we actually need right Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah something that I noticed is that I there's still an underlying samskara um or belief system that it's not safe for me to tell the truth because of these wounds these ancestral wounds there's fear um And granted, like some fear is healthy for us. We want to know when we're not safe to like run away from a bear, (laughs) but, um, the powerful, uh, the potent quality of vulnerability and really asking ourselves these questions. Well, are we, are we really in danger if we tell the truth and, The magic that I've found in opening up vulnerably about this part of myself is that I've been able to attract so many other people that, like yourself, um, that have the same experiences where we can support one another now in this lifetime in encouraging one another and opening up our gifts and because it's a part of awakening the divine feminine healing the planet um and creating um you know leadership awake leadership um so that we can all find self-realization and healing through our innate gifts and talents and that's what i just love about astrology is you can really dissect um, so many different portals of our personalities and begin to nurture our dharma and our dharma is like you know how we're going to shift out of our karma so is there anything you want to speak to around you know okay so Mm -hmm. we're we're waking up to our past lives and we're beginning this transformational process um, you know, what are some parts of your chart that you might look at to nurture the dharma?
1: Mm, Yeah. And I love that you say that because it is truly about like when people kind of first look into the wound, they start to attach to it. And I always have to be like, like, don't attach to your wounds. Like they, they are your magics, like learn to transmute them into your magics, but don't don't victimize yourself with it right like to have the witch wound doesn't mean like oh, oh woe was me i was a witch let me just lay down and die again like it means like okay what did you bring in with you that you need to transmute into the magic and then that magic is like now we look at the dharma the the the, the destiny point like what are we moving towards so First is always the North node. Um, and then you can look at those two points, the South node, the North node to know like, where are you coming from? What um, samskara did you bring in with you? Also, what magic did you bring in with you? Because your, your South node is, is your talents. It's something you're very good at. Um, and then the opposite end is like that North node, the Dharma, like where are you going? What does the path look like? And what tools from those wounds, from that witch wound etc do you need to like carry with you on your back in order to keep walking on the path of your north node so that would be my number 1 um and then looking toward like areas where you have a lot of energy so if you have a lot of energy in say sagittarius like okay what is that saying for you is that guiding you somewhere is that um Cause I find when you have like a lot of energy somewhere that is a path for you. There's, especially if the sun's involved is like that is something you're moving toward. I would say like, if your moon is in there, it might be old stuff that you've brought in. Um, or if your South node's in there, like it's old stuff. But if your sun is in there, there's a conversation of this being like a very new energy that you're moving toward to kind of exalt yourself. Cause our sun speaks to, the way we shine the brightest and in order to shine the brightest, we have to be the most exalted version
0: of that sign. I love that. Um, and another thing that I'm curious about is like your, is it your mm Hmm.
1: Yes. That's a good one too. Um, cause that's like the point of how you're going to shine your brightest in like other people's eyes, like your your status and, um, it's also career point. So it can really guide you towards like, what would fulfill you the most in your career in this life? Like what could you move toward that would really make you feel full and happy? Um, and it's just like a piece or an energy piece of something that you should infuse into your career, no matter what you're doing, um, to make yourself feel more fulfilled. What is your mid heaven?
0: My midheaven Mm -hmm. is Aquarius. Of course it is. (laughs) And my south node is Scorpio.
1: (laughs) I I remember you saying that. So your south node, your Saturn, and your Pluto are all in Scorpio, eh? In the sixth house, yeah. So, like, there's a lot of karma there. There's a lot of, like, old stuff you've brought in. Um, That's so interesting. But I'm not surprised at all that you have an Aquarian – Aquarian – mid heaven and then mixed with your North node is like this conversation of like revolutionizing through your, your work and how you shine, but also simplifying and um, bringing people back into their bodies, which is what you do.
0: I just love that. You know, it's, it's astrology is such a beautiful way to see ourselves and each other through the lens of the creator, of of creation and I just find we can have so much more compassion and and ease with one another knowing that we we come by our shadow and our light so very honestly
1: I love that I love that so much and uh, I was listening to um Danielle Page the other day I was She was talking about, and this is not the first person or astrologer that said this, but they were talking about how um, your birth chart is like the notes of your soul. And so like you play the song, um, but if you don't really know the notes, you might be playing out of tune or maybe you're not playing the right instrument. But if you can learn the notes of your soul, like then you you pick up that instrument and you learn to play it. And all of a sudden, like you are in great
0: alignment with, with your path. Right, mm-hmm. so That's really cool. Yes, it's so beautiful. I love it. Um, so f- about your course that you're putting on tomorrow, your free masterclass, The Witch Wound, um, could you give us like a little sample or a moose mm. boosh? <laughs> yeah, so like the,
1: the thing I really want to guide everyone into is reclaiming. The magic, reclaiming our power—that's one of my um, my my things. I, I want to assist the world, and is like the reclamation of everything that has been given away. So we're going to be talking a lot about Pluto and Scorpio, and like what it really means to have that energy in your chart. What are you here to do? What did you? What baggage <laughs> did you bring in? And like. Um, How does that actually influence your life? How does it influence our generation? How does it influence everything we're even experiencing right now? Because the Pluto Scorpio generation came here to revolutionize. Um, I I heard someone talking recently about when the founding fathers. So the founding fathers had all their um, Plutos and Scorpio. And so the quote was like, no wonder the, the, older generations are so afraid of the millennials because they, the founding fathers changed the face of America. Right. And so they had the revolutionary energy, which led to a revolution. And so now we're seeing it 240. I think we're at 46 years of the cycle. We're seeing it again. So it really alludes to something happening, which something is happening. So we're going to be talking about what does that mean for our generation, our world? um, And then going into how do we reclaim the magic like how do we take the fear the shame the the pain and even the physical stuff we carry over because there is a lot of people who have this wound who have irrational fears or irrational like for instance i have neck stuff and it was activated okay yeah so it was activated in me five years ago, I think. Um, And so that stuff is often denoting of like a way you passed, a way you died, a way you were abused, where it gets triggered and turned on, and then it activates in this life. And so we have to recognize and release those things and then reclaim our magic, reclaim like, okay, what does it actually mean to have this? And what can we do with it? What do we do with all this power inside of us instead of letting it just kind of either float away or, like I said, inverting it in on ourselves and causing ourselves to almost, it's almost harm the way we can kind of like take our magic and just be like, oh, woe is me, I'm so awful, I'm so lazy, I'm so this. Like, if you're a magical person and you're saying that about yourself, which I believe all of us are, you are causing yourself actual harm, right?
0: Yeah, we need to support each other the, I love the book called Witch by Lisa Lister. I haven't read it. Um, you haven't read it? No, I must now. Oh, 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 it's so good. Uh, I, I love the audiobook because she's British and her voice okay. is lovely. <laughs> but um, her hashtag is Wake the Witches. And I really just mm. got this beautiful collective supportive energy. And it really has given me the courage to, um, to own it to own that part of myself and embrace it. And Ah. it's something it's like a practice that I have to come back to because the fears do bubble back up because it's, these are deep, um, ingrained memories and pathways, um, that we can bring into our conscious awareness. Oh yeah. Yeah. The community aspect, like doing workshops and Mm. joining with other women and other men too, that, um, that are, are healing and, you know, shifting the trajectory of their lives through this, this amazing work. So,
1: yeah. And it's so true. Like what you say about community and we've been almost like taught over the last, however many years to isolate ourselves. And with the witch, like it's about community. It's about connection and, and, coming back to that sacred ability to, like, even just dance together, to be together, to, like, share energy together. Um, And it's it's important for our generation because we've been taught not to. We've been separated. Families have been separated. Energies have been separated. And we have to kind of come back into collective community.
0: So our generation could be a part of the emancipation of this slavery that we're experiencing right now because yeah. I believe I just read um you know the founding forefathers you were speaking of I believe it was Abraham Lincoln that he was one of the first ones to change a law of, of to end slavery he was yeah And that just like gives me chills because um, it takes so much courage to meet resistant political structures and forces. But like that Scorpio plutonic energy has that that powerful energy, you know, has the ability to. Yeah, they transform.
1: Part, those. Yeah, it's just to stand in their strength. You'll you'll notice, um, and I see this a lot because ninety eight percent of the people who work with me have huge Pluto placements um, and have Pluto as like a very 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 star player in their chart. And every single one of them is on team light right now, but un, unafraid, Like they're they're the ones standing in the forefront, just being like, "Come at me," because there is an energy with Scorpio that is determined and unafraid, absolutely unafraid to take whatever's coming. Um, and they see the darkness. They see beyond. That's the thing about Scorpio in the eighth house and Pluto is like, they see beyond the veil. So right now people with these big Scorpio placements, Pluto placements um, are seeing what's happening right now. The enslavement of humanity on a completely different level than some people who aren't seeing beyond the veil. They aren't seeing like through that intuitive energy. Right. So you'll notice a lot of Scorpionic people right now are like, let's do this. Like I'm ready for war.
0: Yes. And I feel that together we're better and Mm -hmm. I just love like it gets it energizes me my heart opens when I feel like we're supporting one another another thing about the Scorpio energy that I've had to work through myself is that Scorpio south node can have a bit of fear scarcity complex and that's something that I just want to blow up in my lifetime because abundance is infinite. We can't have like, it's time for all of us to step into our light. Um, you know, let's not be in competition with one another. We need so many, um, different lenses of perspective from different astrologers, from different healers, yoga teachers, you know, doctors, even, you know, It doesn't really matter what you do, but um, there is abundance and we it's time for all of us to be called into action and called into our light and support and like community. And I just can't get enough of um, like hearing different perspectives like we create an understanding together. It's not this dogmatic um, patriarchal structure where one person's the leader and you're all going to learn everything from me. It's like, we're going to have conversations and listen to one another. And so much magic is born from, from that.
1: Yes. And it's so true. Like even just looking at one birth chart to the other, like they're never the same. And that's why we need, to be different like it's the beauty of life is that we are all so cosmically different um that makes this world so beautiful and when we we try to put it into like one little box with one little leader and everyone thinks the same which is kind of an issue of aquarius i i love aquarius i have a north node aquarius um but what happens with aquarius is it's a hive mind on one side of it, it's us all being different. On the other side, it's all, let's all think exactly the same. It's communism. So, um, we have to remember that like the spice of life, the spice of us all being different is what makes the world so beautiful, that uniqueness, that eccentricness, that individual, um, sense of just being. And, and that is what we, we are being called to
0: remember and recognize I love that. Um, unity and diversity. <laughs> yeah. um, just like the garden, we need, we need, in permaculture, you need diversity in order for everything to thrive. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if anyone that's on here right now, if you have any questions, feel free to ask away. Um, and do you have any last nuggets that you want to add to this?
1: I would say that if you are feeling called by the energy of the witch, if you feel like you remember being there or like it's just intrigued you your whole life or there are sensations um, when you tap into that like word witch, then don't doubt yourself. I have so many of my clients that come in and they're like, I've always felt called, but like, I can't say I, w- I was there. I, I can't, I can't, you know, confirm that. And I'm like, just you knowing is just, you knowing. like there's no need for external validation of what you know in your soul. So listen to that nudge and, and follow it without fear of persecution because it's not going to happen in this life. It may show up as people in your life that, Are not on your vibration vibrating away and yes that can be painful but remember that as they vibrate away people that are on your vibration will vibrate in and up level your consciousness so when you feel the fear of being that different unique witchy eccentric individual just lean into it because what's on the other side is really really amazing
0: that's such a great affirmation even for me today because um there is the fear of like family members or people around you that are gonna shame you or judge you um but it's incredible once you start there's suffering and staying quiet in that too and there's gonna be there's gonna be a challenge in the transformation as well but to know that what is lost will be replaced with like your authentic soul tribe mm-hmm. and yeah. you know when you start shining that light people can see it. They can and they just like they just
1: you're magnetic when you tap into who you really are and release the desire to be anything else like you become magnetic and then the your dharma your your purpose your path just unfolds in front of you not to say it's going to be easy not to say you're not going to fall down um, have problematic areas of your life, nothing will ever be perfect, but things will begin to flow a lot more deliciously and juicy um, when you just let yourself be whatever it is you
0: are. Oh, so beautifully said. Um, well, I'm really excited for your um, offering tomorrow evening and... If anyone is interested in that, I believe the link is in your bio. It is. Yes. And give this lovely lady a follow if you're resonating with all this. And uh, just want to say thank you so much for joining me today. I'm just grateful to have met you and be able to support one another.
1: Ditto. I'm just so grateful to know you and be able to just chat with you about the things that some people say are weird but I say are normal (laughs) it's so it's so lovely
0: wonderful um so have a great rest of your day and thank you so much you as well bye bye